Let's refine your beauty IQ with help from the most credible and relevant industry leaders and resources. We'll help uncover the answers to your most commonly asked questions, tie them up with a pretty bow, and serve them up on a silver platter. I'm Annie Thurston, board-certified aesthetics nurse injector. And I'm Jenna Irby, licensed esthetician. Welcome Welcome to to Charm Charm School. You know, actually, essential cosmetic and essential acupuncture and cosmetic acupuncture are the same thing. Okay. In fact, they were mentioned right alongside of each other in the ancient Chinese textbooks. So Ooh. everyone comes to me and they're like, oh, cosmetic acupuncture, this must be something that Americans invented in we Beverly Hills. We textbooks here at uh, I know, we Bring do. Bring those textbooks. <laughs> oh, I, I should have brought my, brought my <laughs> book back today. Um, and it was a treatment reserved for the imperial court of China. Right? Oh. Because nothing is new under the sun. Everyone has always wanted to look young and glowing and beautiful. So... You know, it was reserved for the emperor and his court. Mm -hmm. And it works on the same premise of essential or regular acupuncture. Regular acupuncture, I'm trying to increase circulation to your stomach or your back. With facial acupuncture, trying to get it up to your face. Why? Because more circulation to your face means more goodies, more oxygen, more nutrients, more blood flow to the skin. And it's, um, it's very grounded in this holistic premise of if your health inside of your body is in balance and aligned, and that will always show up on your face. Hey guys, we just had the most amazing experience with Dr. Constance Bradley. She is a nationally board certified acupuncturist. And let me tell y'all, we learned a lot today at Charm We learned School. a whole lot, even though we both love acupuncture mm-hmm. ourselves. Um, she was able to really kind of dive in and tell us all about the things that we need to know. And I think you guys will find this episode super, super informative. Yes, it was, it was, I could have chit-chatted with her for forever. Me too. We're having her come back. We're yeah. already going to tell you that Part two right with now. Dr. Constance Bradley. Yes. Um, so yeah, we really just are diving into what acupuncture is, what cupping is, the benefits of jade rollers. And she in particular specializes in um, acupuncture, cupping, but also she's an educator. So she brought us these adorable amazing jade rollers and gua sha facial tools, which we want to kind of just go over a little bit before we dive into the episode. So the jade rollers, a lot of you have probably seen on the gram, right? Totally. (laughs) Everyone has one. Everyone has one, but there is a difference in the options, the quality where they're sourced from. So we will talk about that. And the color you're using for your specific condition that you might be struggling with or trying to prevent. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was very insightful. Um, also the gua sha facial tools, which she will talk about, but those, those little gems are basically similar to the Jade roller. They are gemstones, but they're a tool that's used during a facial service that is used to detoxify, to, um, oxygenate the skin, give blood flow to the face. And is just a really nice tool to enhance a facial service and to give you that nice, youthful, pretty glow. For sure. And you guys can expect, you know, a little bit in this episode, just a real simplified breakdown of some of those tools and also how Dr. Bradley blends both Eastern and Western medicine in her practice. She is a nationally board certified acupuncturist and she specializes in not only wellness, but also cosmetic wellness. Um, And she really talks about the benefits of why she chooses specific treatments and then when she also refers out when things are kind of outside of her wheelhouse. So we love that blend of, you know, 
ancient care, wisdom and modern sinus science. Sin- sinuses. Speaking of sinuses, do you hear my sinuses? Yes. I am sounding extra miley today. I think we both need to go to Dr. Bradley's office <laughs> after this because we both are a little bit. <laughs> I have not been sick. eating the best, and for me, I uh, it's a direct correlation to my congestion when I eat all the gluten. <laughs> yes, and the gut, and the gut speaks. And she actually talks about the gut as well in this episode, which I think is super, super helpful. Um, I think you'll be surprised that sometimes eating cold raw vegetables are not always what your body wants from you. Yes. Yep. yep. You heard it from me. Go eat a cookie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But but really, she does kind of dive into um, how to balance eating well and also using both cold and warm types of food in your diet to I'm telling you, we learned a lot on Charm School today. We did. So this episode, you, you're going to want to stick around for. Take note. Take note. Hi, guys. It's Annie. I am here with Jenna, and we have the privilege of speaking with nationally board certified acupuncturist, Dr. Constance Bradley. We're so glad that you're here today. Yes. Welcome. Um, Thank you so much. Yes. Dr. Bradley specializes in pain management and also cosmetic wellness. We're going to pick her brain, all things acupuncture, cupping, self-care, all of the goodies. So I, for one, love acupuncture. (laughs) Have you had acupuncture, Jenna? I have had acupuncture. My parents are actually both chiropractors. Oh, awesome. So I grew up in a very holistic mindset as far as self-care and wellness. And so my dad has actually done um, not like the traditional acupuncture needles, but the magnets in the ears. So Mm -hmm. like I've had that done, which I still don't really understand fully how it works, (laughs) but um, I call it like his sorcery. I just know that I feel better afterwards, but not to, you know, make fun of it by any means because it's it's not magic. I mean, there's a lot of science. There's a lot of physics behind this. Mm -hmm. And I think people just don't really know about it. And it's kind of just not not as traditionally accepted in Western culture, Mm -hmm. um, but I think has become more relevant and more people are becoming more aware of these types of services, which is so exciting because I feel like when we can really combine Eastern philosophy with Western philosophy. That's when we're going to get the most results for our patients. Totally. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you had it before? I have. You have. I what have you had, had with Dr. Bradley? Ooh, okay. Um, it was great. You know, I really, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I think a lot of times you think needles, like, is it going to be uncomfortable? Is it going to be painful? How long is it going to take? All these things. And, um, it, it was actually very relaxing. Mm-hmm. She'll um, answer all these questions for us yeah, today. It was wonderful. <laughs> I loved it. And I actually need to get back in for some more. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about your credentials, though, because just like in our industry, um, credentials can be confusing, I think, to the consumer. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of certifications. There's a lot of different licensures, a lot of different, um, you know, associations. So it can Mm -hmm. be a little confusing. So tell us about what you specifically do and what your certifications and accreditations are in. Yes, absolutely. That's a great question Mm -hmm. because I get a lot of these, you know, questions all the time. People know, how long did you go to school? So, um, everyone who is an acupuncturist in the United States attends a three to four year master's degree program. Okay. And you get what's called a master of science in oriental medicine. And then from there, your certifications depend on your state. Okay. So there's a national board, which I'm a nationally board certified acupuncturist, but not every state licenses acupuncture. Some states, they don't care. Anyone can be an acupuncturist Mm -hmm. without any verification of credentials. Arizona has a, has a state acupuncture board. Okay. And you have to be a nationally board certified acupuncturist in order to apply for a state license. Okay. And you have to have graduated from an accredited master's degree program. Sure. Sure. It's kind of like with Annie, with you having your CAN certification certified 
um, aesthetic nurse specialist, mm -hmm. you know, that is a very special accreditation that not everybody gets. Can you tell us a little bit about that and why that can be confusing to consumers as well? Yeah, I think, you know, like Dr. Bradley, um, with aesthetics, just like with acupuncture, there are different trainings that you can take. And so technically in aesthetics, somebody could take a four hour course and mm -hmm. they could be certified to, to inject Botox, which is kind of scary, scary, right? <laughs> Crazy. So, yeah. um, the CAN certification is something that, um, nurse, the, the I-SPAN nursing board, it's a, 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 basically a meeting that is held every year and different nurses that are either injectors or plastic surgery nurses can go and do continuing education. And it's basically a big, you know, meeting and organization of people in the industry. And so they wanted to make sure that like physicians can have a board certification. They wanted to have some type of test that you can take to say that you are indeed actually a specialist, because I think sometimes people just tack on the word specialist right. or, you know, onto their name. And so, um, with the CAN certification, you have to have had been working with a physician that specializes in something, either plastic surgery, facial plastic surgery, oculoplastic surgery, um, you know, ear, nose and throat surgery, something like that for at least five years before you can even sit for the exam. Wow. Um, and then you could take the test. So, yeah. It's not to say that there's not nurse injectors out there or, you know, in other injectors out there that are not CAN certified, that are not good injectors, but Come, it's just totally. another level of certification that you can right, get. Right, right. Yeah. And what about you? I, I know with estheticians that state to state, it definitely yeah, varies. Yeah, it all varies yeah. state to mm -hmm. state. Um, but it's like these terms get thrown around a lot that, again, are just so confusing, I think, to the beauty consumer and patient. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's like master estheticians, medical estheticians, and it's like, those aren't mm -hmm. actually real terms in most states. In some states, you can be a master esthetician. In the state of Arizona, we don't offer that specific license. You're just an esthetician. Um, and then there's also people who tack the name medical onto the front of their license of an esthetician. And that's, while you might do more medical-esque type of services, um, it's not an actual license. Right. It's, you're a licensed esthetician. Um, so again, we're here at Charm School to Learn. We yeah. want to, you know, just kind of set the standard and the bar straight and just give um, our listeners like the most well-rounded, most relevant education and and resources from the best of the best, Absolutely. which is why you're here. And these are, it's really important. I always encourage my patients, never be afraid to ask. Yes. Because your provider, again, works for you. So mm -hmm. they should be able to comfortably answer their yes. level of education, their level of experience, yes. how they clean their equipment, how they're trained, how many people they see a month. Yes. Like if someone can't tell you all of that without a blinking their eyes, then maybe you should not see that person. Yeah. And I was <laughs> looking at some of your reviews, which I loved because a few patients said like, she treats you, you know, I can ask her questions and, you know, she's like lovingly will answer them. Mm -hmm. And she yeah. teaches me basically, which mm -hmm. is amazing. So um, we have the best of the best here as far as <laughs> acupuncture goes. But speaking of acupuncture, let's, for those that don't even know what it is, can you talk about what acupuncture is? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think, like you said, acupuncture, cupping, these things are not in our culture. I didn't grow up with a holistic background. I didn't know anything about acupuncture except what Hollywood kind of showed me. Right. So, um, Acupuncture at its very core is the insertion of a sterile filiform needle into specific areas of the body to increase circulation to a targeted area, period, over and out. That's all it is. Acupuncture is a long history. It's about 2,500 years old is the oldest so record cool. of acupuncture originated in China, actually in three different parts of China, 
all at the same time. Wow. Is where the theory comes from. Okay. Um, and it's been carried forth um, all the way from China through the Cultural Revolution, then through Taiwan, and then it came to the U.S. in the 70s um, in California. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Is it similar to dry needling? So that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Dry needling, all it means is, so the dry word means that the needle is not hollow. So mm-hmm. instead of being a hypoport needle where it's like fluid, it's, so it's a dry needle, right? There's It's not a hollow needle, which is the same thing as an acupuncture needle. Okay. So dry needling means inserting a needle to a motor point in a muscle in order to cause a muscle fasciculation to release tension in the muscle. Okay. So as an acupuncturist, if someone comes to me with back pain or neck pain, all these pain cases, I dry needle them every day. I cool. put a needle into a motor point. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's awesome. So with with acupuncture, who would you say, I mean, everyone can benefit from acupuncture, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But like which medical conditions or types of patients do you feel like would benefit the most from Oh gosh. That? Well, every, you know, every acupuncture. Everybody. It's I, wellness. I don't, I don't say that because I do it and I'm biased, but because acupuncture and Chinese medicine is grounded in the theory of prevention. Right. It's not acute medicine, whereas Western medicine is we're going to treat the symptom after something happens. Right. Mm -hmm. Chinese medicine, the whole theory of it is we're going to keep you healthy so that nothing ever happens to you. Um, And in fact, you know, Chinese, traditional Chinese medical doctors in ancient China were responsible for the health of the village. And if someone became sick, then they were considered a bad doctor not the other way around. Oh, wow. So that's Mm. why when I say everyone can benefit from acupuncture, because really you can. Um, You know, people ask me this all the time, like, well, nothing's wrong with me. And I'm like, well, how do you sleep? Yeah, okay. I mean, three hours a night, maybe I wake up at one or two. And I'm like, how's your digestion? They're like, oh, man, not good. And I'm like, how's your stress? Well, you know, these are things that like life takes a toll on you. And if you're not constantly staying on top of that, then eventually it's going to turn into something not so good. <laughs> yeah. Right. And why do you, if you have an opinion on this, why do you think that the traditional Western culture approach is maybe like afraid of that Eastern approach? Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like there's a little bit of a division and how can we bridge that? Like, how do you think that that can happen? Um, well, first of all, I think acupuncture is, is not well understood exactly in the Western world. And it seems like hocus pocus. It seems like voodoo. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you come into me with an earache and I stick a needle in your ankle and you're like, this is real weird, but my ear got better. Right. (laughs) This is just like, what just happened to me? (laughs) Um, so that, and then as well as acupuncture in Chinese medicine does not lend itself well to Western scientific peer reviewed studies, the way that Western medicine is studied. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's because Chinese medicine operates instead of from cause and effect, it operates from a web of correlation. So instead of saying like, this happened, X happened, and then Y happened, it's like, well, okay, so you have Y, that's the symptom, but what's very specific about you? It's very individualized medicine. Right. And that doesn't lend itself well to saying like, oh, we gave 20 people acupuncture at this point, because I would never treat people the same way in my office. If you came into me for back pain and then you came into me for back pain, I would not treat your back pain the same way. Why? Mm-hmm. Because you're different people and sure. it shows up mm-hmm. differently in you. Sure. So I think that also has been an impediment to getting acupuncture and Eastern medicine in front of really like this Western type of thinking. Yeah. But however, that's not to say that it's not making great headway. Absolutely. Um, sure. Mayo Clinic has acupuncture. Memorial Sloan Kettering has a great acupuncture program for um, cancer treatment as well as Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I think in the in the treating side effects of, of chemotherapy and radiation, acupuncture has been very well studied and is making great, great 
leaps and bounds there. I love that. So you you forecast it to be hopefully something that we will see a lot more of. Yes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that it's preventative thinking too, because Mm -hmm. that's really in line with what Jenna and I do. You know, we have young patients, for example, Mm -hmm. they come in, they don't want lines. So they do Botox preventative. Preventative. They want, you know, they don't want sunspots. We do chemical peels and skincare to take care of it, to make sure you don't. So I love that. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it seems like with what you offer, you have your essential acupuncture, then you have Mm -hmm. the cosmetic acupuncture, which I Mm -hmm. thought was super cool, which I want to learn more about. Um, I am more um, in tune with the more essential acupuncture, but Mm -hmm. I want to hear about the cosmetic acupuncture. Me too. (laughs) Lift my face up. Yes, lift it up. (laughs) So, you know, actually essential cosmetic and essential acupuncture and cosmetic acupuncture are the same thing. Okay. In fact, they were mentioned right alongside of each other in the ancient Chinese textbooks. So Ooh. everyone comes to me and they're like, oh, cosmetic acupuncture, this must be something that Americans invented we in Beverly Hills. We textbooks here at school. I know, we Bring do. those textbooks. <laughs> oh, I, well, I should have brought my, brought my book back today. Um, and it was a treatment reserved for the imperial court of China. I think it's is new under the sun. Everyone has always wanted to look young and glowing and beautiful. So... You know, it was reserved for the emperor and his court. Mm-hmm. And it works on the same premise so of cool. essential or regular acupuncture. Regular acupuncture, I'm trying to increase circulation to your stomach or your back. With facial acupuncture, trying to get it up to your face. Why? Because more circulation to your face means more goodies, more oxygen, more nutrients, more blood flow to the skin. Yeah. And it, it's um, it's very grounded in this holistic premise of if your health inside of your body is in balance and aligned, and that will always show up on your face. Yes. And, um, you know, Chinese face reading and face mapping is a big portion of it. Mm-hmm. So, for example, people come in and they have particular things going on in their face. I'm like, well, okay, that's this area, like right between your eyebrows. Yep. And it shows that you're not using your, what Chinese would say, you're not using your liver energy or you're not using your core power. So what's bothering you? Are you not telling someone what's on your mind? That's why that's showing up in between oh, your eyebrows. I love that you're love talking about this too. so much. I've always, when I look at my clients, you know, I'm not a doctor. I can't diagnose people, but mm. you know, I have insight into that yeah. same approach mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, well, why are your cheeks looking that way? Mm-hmm. Or why are you broken out all across your jawline? And usually everything that's happening internally is just a reflection on your Absolutely. skin. So yep. it's so refreshing hearing you talking yeah. about that. <laughs> Do the issues are in your tissues. Yeah. For real. Yes. yes. Seriously. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. So true. That's a hashtag. No. Issues are in your tissues. <laughs> yes. New hashtag. How often would you say, does, is it condition specific, but that somebody yeah. should have acupuncture? Is it, how often is it's it ideal? It's condition specific. So mm-hmm. if someone comes into me with a specific goal, say get rid of my back pain or make my digestion better, then on average, people need anywhere from three to five consecutive, by that means like weekly visits, in mm-hmm. order to get them to a point where they are stable or noticing a stable difference. And then after that, we talk about maintenance. Mm-hmm. So the, most people I say come into me every four to six weeks okay. for a tune-up, you know, just to keep yeah. everything feeling good, depending on their yeah. lifestyle and their job. You know, athletes, I say, you got to come in to see me at least twice a month probably right. to get your recovery. So yeah. It's same with, you know, the facials. Like, yeah, right. you need to be here before four to six weeks. It's that lifestyle yep. piece. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It really is. Um, oh, I just love that you're here. I could ask you so many questions. I know. <laughs> I'm like, what question do I want to ask you I, next? I, I want to know, like, your take on the emotional piece as far as health. I mean, do you have a really in-depth consult with your patients that come in and how their physical pain generally can be a direct correlation of, like, emotional traumas? And for those that aren't really open to that, how do you kind of, I don't know, like break that barrier, I guess. Lead the horse to water. Right. Yes. <laughs> because usually physical issues come from emotional distress. Yes. 
And how do you educate somebody on that? So, you know, it actually flows really nicely with my intake. The first time that that I meet with a patient, it's a 90-minute appointment. And about 45 minutes of that is just talking. Okay. And we go over everything, total health systems review, and then ending up with emotions. And I always say, tell me, what emotion do you resonate with? Do you feel angry, irritable? Do you feel sad, depressed, Mm -hmm. anxious? Do you feel like, you know, like fear? What what do you feel? And people are like, a little bit anxious, a little bit worried. And so all of those emotions correlate with a particular organ system Mm -hmm. according to the Chinese view of the body. Right. So ancient Chinese didn't know about things like hearts and kidneys because they couldn't look inside of the body, but they did know a lot about functions. So they grouped categories of functions into six main categories and put labels on them. So when I talk to someone about their lungs or their kidneys, I'm like, I'm not talking about the physical thing. I'm talking about this group of functions. And each group of function has an emotion attached to it. So the lungs have grief Mm -hmm. and then kidneys are fear Mm -hmm. and liver is anger, irritability, right? Heart is joy. And then earth is like worried or spleen stomach is like worry or anxiety. So I always try to peel that back because it definitely matters if someone wakes up at, you know, at 3am and it's because their mind can't shut off because they're worried, worried, worried what's going to happen. Then I have to treat that, that root cause. If someone wakes up at 3am because they're really irritated and agitated, you know, and they honk at everyone in the road, right? That's a different reason (laughs) that you wake up at 3am. That's that would, I would call like a liver problem and we have to treat that. So emotions are always attached to that. And you, I mean, I don't know, I think by, I asked this question at the end. So by that point, people are pretty used to asking them questions about (laughs) everything. And, you know, usually, you know, I have the tissue sitting right there and we just get right into it and it's okay. It's a safe space. And, you know, usually people are pretty willing to, to, to tell me because I think they want to get better. For sure. And I can attest to your process too. You definitely, (laughs) her intake form is no joke. Like (laughs) she will go through your systems with you. And I was, I felt I mean, amazing doing that, but you definitely take the time to, it's such a different approach than just going to the doctor's office mm-hmm. and being like, oh, I have a sore throat. And then they give you a pack, and it's like, see you later, whatever. Uh, it's yeah. not like that yep. at all. Um, it's, it's so cool. And it is so tailored to you, which I love. It is. It's, mm-hmm. you know. Speaking of packs and prescription medication, which we all know is medically necessary at mm-hmm. some points, do you feel like you're seeing more patients who aren't wanting that quick fix. Like they want like that deeper solution. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, that's why it's so nice to, to have an understanding of Western medicine because mm-hmm. most people come into me and they, they, you know, they list all of their prescriptions and they say, I want off of whatever a statin I want off of sure. this. I want off of that because it's giving me side effects. I've had bruising and I don't feel good and I've gained weight. And then what else can I do? Yeah. Well, we can talk about acupuncture and Chinese herbs in order to transition you. And a lot of people are like, I don't want to take anything, but I've had a headache, you know, twice a month for the past oh, year. Like yeah. I'm so tired of taking whatever. I yeah. the rope open. So, yeah. you know, you have to, you know, you can definitely give them another, another option, you know? Do you have any like super cool, like success stories or like personal breakthrough moments where you're like, holy crap, like this is the coolest thing watching this patient have these <laughs> issues. And now they're on the other side of the spectrum. Like, do you have any like really oh, cool gosh. stories? Like, I'm sure you have a million, every, but yeah, a million, but like every just day. Just for our <laughs> listeners, you know, who maybe just aren't familiar with this as an option for them, mm-hmm. you know, like what can they maybe expect? Yeah. I mean, truly every day, you know, someone comes in, whether it's for pain, whether it's for sleep, whether it's for digestion, whether it's for anything. And they, you're like, 
you know, thank you so much. This is the first time in however long that I've like actually felt comfortable in my body or that I felt good in my body. Um, I have a lot of cases where I've seen people just maybe once or twice and I never see them again. I can think of a gentleman who I saw a year ago. He had calcitrant migraines. He'd had them for about six months, like to the point where he was contemplating suicide because his head hurt so bad. Oh my God. I saw him twice. And I never heard from him again. And I thought, oh gosh, I, I mean, I just, I think about my patients all oh, the yeah, time. Oh yeah, I take totally. it home. And then my husband, he ran into my husband and was talking about, oh gosh, I had this great acupuncture since she cured my headaches. <gasps> and my husband's like, oh, my wife's an acupuncturist. And he showed him I my picture. He's like, that's bumps. crazy. Yeah, my wife. And I was like, he told me that. And I was like, oh, he's better. He's better. Wow, <laughs> that is amazing. So, yeah. you know, sometimes people don't always follow up with me and say, mm-hmm. I feel better because you know, they, they don't need feel to. Better. Yeah. That's, great. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I love that. Aww. I love that too. I might like my goal is to graduate people, you know, like yeah. I, I want them to feel good and, yes. and live their life. So yeah. Oh, I love that. I know I do too. Yeah. Do you do cupping a lot? I, we, I know that you offer cupping, which for those <laughs> yes. that don't know what cupping is, it's really interesting. <laughs> I loved it. I had it with my, with my treatment with her. And I, again, was worried, like, is this going to be painful? Yeah. Is it yep. going to hurt? You know, you see Michael Phelps yeah, with his hickeys on his back it. and yeah. all Michael these Phelps things. Michael Phelps is a good example. Yes. Um, and oh my God, it was so amazing. It was like the best massage I think I've ever had. Like it was so relaxing. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it, I mean, the whole experience was so relaxing, but it was very interesting because the next day she told me you may be a little bit sore. Like if you have, because I, I, you know, primarily when I'm working with my arms up, I have a lot of you know, issues. I get headaches with my neck and things because I'm always holding my arms in a certain position and my ergonomics. And so she told me you might have like a little bit of, you know, headache or discomfort or like something like tomorrow, you know, you, you know, you may detoxifying. And I literally, Mm -hmm. I felt like I was like, I was sore. Like I had worked out, um, even though the experience was so amazing and relaxing, it didn't feel like a workout, but then no more pain. Like after doing it that one time. What, so can you tell our like the listeners what is cupping? Yes. Okay. Yes. So everyone knows about cupping from Michael Phelps. They see hickeys and they're like, yeah, a cupping. I kind of see what that is. Cupping is the opposite of a massage. So you get a massage, your therapist pushes on you in order to flush out the muscle. Cupping uses suction to pull. Pull. And then that way dredges out the muscle. And doing so, you encourage circulation, fresh blood flow. Mm-hmm. You get the hickey because mm-hmm. it causes some blood to leak out at the capillary level, but that also causes a secondary rush of circulation because your body has to send more blood to get rid of that. Got it. So that's why you feel a little bit sore the mm-hmm. next day. Um, but cupping is amazing. It I was amazing so much. Um, like I need a me to cut me. I know. <laughs> Seriously. I know. I, it's really funny. My, um, this is probably like three, four years ago when I used to do a lot of makeup, my right shoulder would like kill me because I'd be in the same position for like six hours yeah. straight. <laughs> and I got cupping one day and my husband had no idea what it was. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I came home and he was like upset. Yeah. He was like, yeah. he was like, Jenna, like, I don't Where think have you been. He's like, I don't think this is normal. Like you need to go like call your dad or something. Like, is this normal? And I was like, it's no, normal. this is normal. normal. You're fine. And he had like massive kind of anxiety yeah. looking at my back because I had a lot of the marks. Yes. And I'm like, just relax. It's fine. Um, but I mean, it, it can be a little like intense to look at, right? For sure. I yeah. always tell people warn your yeah. partner, you know, but which I did not. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't last that long. No. Though. And I no, honestly, no, I kind of no. wore it as like a badge of honor. I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm not fucking badass. Yeah, yeah right? Look at my cupping, right? <laughs> I know. I know. It was just yeah, you know, but cupping's great. It's good for pain relief. Cupping is also very calming to the nervous system. So even if someone is like, I don't have any pain, but I just feel a little stressed. 
cupping can really just bring you down. Yeah. Give, give you some nice grounding. So we cupping's all need. great. And I also do face cupping too, which is not like body Ooh. cupping. So um, body cupping, you know, you get the marks and um, it's a much more intense face cup. Face cups are about as big as your pinky. Okay. And they move continuously over your face in order to draw the circulation, the fresh blood flow. Mm-hmm. They don't leave marks. And it's all about lymphatic drainage. I was just going to ask. It's like a lymphatic mm-hmm. drainage I'll be right there. Yeah. I'll be yeah. there next With week. dermal infusion, there's a service I offer where we do follow a lymphatic drainage pattern. I'm sure it's somewhat similar in the mm-hmm. sense that it's like a suction that's kind of flushing things yeah. out. Mm-hmm. But I want to come into you for that. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's super <laughs> fun. Right? Yeah, yeah, I, I love little that. fish kisses on your yeah. face. <laughs> I know. Um, speaking of facial services, mm-hmm. you um, are also a trainer and you offer facial gua sha courses, yes. correct? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So talk to us a little about that. And I want to get into jade rollers and yeah. kind of debunking some of the myths with that. Totally. And let's talk totally. about I that. I brought so, you some of my goodies. Yes. She about, brought so. us the most gorgeous. <laughs> they're uh, so gorgeous. Green, and they're gorgeous. pink, yes. purple. And we'll post about those later because yes, they're adorable. Um, but yeah, talk to us about what you offer as far as um, your courses because you are an yep. educator. Mm-hmm. And then let's talk about jade rollers. Absolutely. So I decided to put together online facial gua sha courses. I have been teaching gua sha workshops in my clinic for several years. And then people kept asking me, well, what do I want something to take home and I want to watch this and maybe I can't make it to a workshop. And I wanted to put this together because the vast majority of people who I see who buy like a gua sha tool, like at the department store, they're doing it wrong mm-hmm. to their face. Okay. And at, at best, you're just not going to get the results that, that I promise. Mm-hmm. And at worst, you can actually kind of hurt yourself. So gua sha um, is Chinese for sand scraping. So you're scraping. And then if I do this on your body and I do it hard enough, I'm going to bring up what looks like red sand. It's called sha. So um, you can gua sha the body. But if you do this incorrectly on the face, you can also bring up sha on your face. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants, yeah. nobody nobody wants, wants sha that. on nobody their wants face. Sha, yes. right? That looks bad. Um, <laughs> and you can you can cause nerve damage. You can do like a lot of th- right. this. You know, you have to kind of know what you're doing when you're taking a tool to your face, For no sure. matter what. Yep. Um, so that's why I decided to put together courses. And I have one for like general glow just to help, you know, bring more circulation. Yeah, I yep. have one for acne clearing um, because gua sha and rolling is wonderful for, for helping okay. to reduce acne as well as one for lifting and toning. So cool. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like microneedling dermal, you know, at home rollers. We wouldn't oh. we wouldn't recommend that, right? <gasps> no, no, like yes. no tugging, no, no tearing collagen. Don't do that. Don't do yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. No, no. no training is essential. Yes. 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 Training <laughs> is essential. Um, so... I want to talk about like kind of like the naysayers and like the haters <laughs> with jade rollers because yeah. there are some people that are like, oh, this is a bunch of crap. Like tell let's let's talk to those people really quick. Like yeah. tell us like your your reasoning behind why you believe in them. And uh-huh. also does like the quality of them matter? Because Absolutely. there's so many totally different places you can buy these types of things. And it's like, am I buying something that's five dollars? Does it matter if it's $75? Like what right. how do you know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Great, great question. So you know, I think we have to set the expectations. A jade roller and a gua sha tool is never going to make you look like you've had a facelift. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to do that. But right. what it is going to do, is it going to give you glowing skin? Absolutely. Is it going to help reduce some fine lines? Absolutely. Can it help a little bit with puffiness and especially under eye puffiness and when it's allergy season? Absolutely. It can definitely do all of that. Can it help bring more circulation to your face? completely. Right. Yeah. So we just have to set our expectations. This is not a facelift in a box. For sure. It's just like, yeah, injectables and our treatments. And you have to use it. You have to use it. You have to use it in order to see a change. You have to use it at least five times a week. Yep. And And are you going to do that? That's Mm -hmm. the question. Yeah. Which color would you 
Uh, um, designate for each yeah. skin type. So this is the jade. And so we can talk a little bit so about which quality real quick, with By this. the yeah. way, we're going to show these images on the gram so yes. that people know like what the rollers yeah. are. We'll what recap the, on the blog. Yeah, so you guys can see these photos. So this is the jade and you can feel the jade. I'll pass you the rollers. So beautiful. You the They're so shot. pretty. Um, and that's called fung jade. And you can feel it feels like soapy. It mm-hmm. has like yeah, a green feeling. Yep. So oh, I see a lot of these rollers and they call them jade and they're bright green. That's actually a venturing and it's slippery. And that does not do the same thing. So the jade is for the lifting and the toning. Why? Because oh. it has that grippy surface that you can use to help to lift and to tone things. Soapy so is right. a great description. Yeah, it's yeah. very it's soapy. soapy. Shots. Yeah. So what matters in terms of, so if you're trying to lift and tone and you just have a slippery tool, you're not going to really get what you want out of that. Right. And then here I brought the rose quartz. Um, and this one is nice and slippery. So if, you, if you're not trying to lift and tone, you're just trying to bring more circulation to your face, then you can, you can use a rose quartz. And I love rose quartz. And a quality, a good quality that you can see is that it has these little stoppers on either side of the, mm-hmm. the head of yep. the roller so that it doesn't squeak when you roll it. Yeah. And that's how you know you kind of have a quality They're tool. so pretty. They are. Are these yeah. your branded ones? These or? are not my, those are, these are the ones that I carry in my shop. Got so. it. He's got I don't, I don't yeah. have my, my own. They're so cute. Things love that. Maybe I, you should, girl. Yeah, right. <laughs> I feel like I was kind of a naysayer about these things. And then I actually did get a rose quartz one. And it definitely does help with like yeah. puffiness. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, it definitely does. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like if you, you know, you wake up and you have a little sinus good things going on or you ate some salty food the yeah. night before. It's it really actually helps. pretty amazing how much it depuffs you. Yeah. And I like, I mean, like it's so easy. You just pop it in the fridge, like yes. in, the, in the summertime, especially. Yep. And then I brought an amethyst. So you can see the amethyst is slippery, just like um, the the rose quartz is. Um, but amethyst is very special. It has a long history of um, of use, especially in ancient Greek, Greece and ancient Rome, um, because it emits negative ions. Ooh. So if someone Ooh. is an acne person, if someone has um, like really sensitive, irritated red skin, amethyst is your jam. That's what you this. need in order to. And if, whenever I feel like I have a breakout going on, I have my amethyst right there and I just like lay it right on my back. I love that. And it really helps. So, so, you know, and again, like it has the little stoppers on either side of the roller. So you can see that, you know, this is going to be a more quality product. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And if you take care of this and, you know, don't drop it and um, don't soak it in like a chemical solution, then these can last you a lifetime. Amazing. If someone were to get the, it's gua sha, right? Mm -hmm. That type of facial how long in advance before an event should they do that? Is there any downtime? Oh, they can with do it right it? away. Okay, cool. Yeah, I have people who come into me for gua sha, face cupping, right before something important. They're like, I, my, my daughter's getting married tomorrow or I have like photos tonight. I'm like, cool, we'll make you look great. Don't worry about that, you know? So it's, it's great. It. Yeah, it's Love no downtime. It. Brings up the glow. Yes. yes. So where you've been talking about all like the positive, amazing things with acupuncture (laughs) and, you know, there's always potential side effects to Mm -hmm. services, particularly if you go to somebody who is not skilled in performing Mm -hmm. the service. Um, Acupuncture is, is very, um, very result driven. And if it's not done properly, what potentially could happen if it's not done properly? Yes, that's a, that's an excellent question. So at very best, you can get a small bruise at the needle insertion site. And, and that even though something happens to my patients, especially, you know, your hands and your feet, there's sure. not a lot of flesh you can, you know, you can bruise. And, yep. and that's normal side effects. That's for normal side effects, effects. things like that. However, you know, pneumothorax where lungs can get punctured and 
unfortunately that that's come up a lot in like dry needling because um dry needling is usually under the purview of phys- physical therapists who have right. taken like a 30 hour course right you know acupuncture's mm-hmm. i you know besides having a four-year degree i had 1800 clinical hours um before I could even touch a person, right? Yeah, right. Um, yeah. You know, because you know, your lungs float when you lay down. Your lungs come all the way up to the top. They're not these, they're not like a textbook where they're down here. Mm-hmm. So you have to know you can't stick a needle in someone's shoulder when they're laying down. Oh. Right? Your lung could collapse. Because your lung is what could she's saying. collapse. Wow. Yeah. So so it's it's really, really important that you check people's credentials and yeah. that you, you know, because really, yeah, like um, I've had people come into me who've been cupped by a massage therapist and nothing against massage therapists. I love you. Go forward. But who have had um, skin infections from un- unclean equipment. Sure. Who've had nerve damage from improper technique. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, I can't help you this. Like this point, I can only send you to the ER because, right. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's concerning. <laughs> it is concerning. It is concerning. So, you know, just we live in this great world of information, but we also yeah. live in a world where a lot of people can get a hold of tools that they're not trained or yes, they're yep. under trained. I mean, Amazon sells cupping sets. Right. Right. Oh, so it's terrifying. Crazy. Right. It is a little I mean, horrifying. They sell needles too. Yeah. They sell needles. Yeah. Oh gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And gua sha tools and, and all of these things, they sell, they sell everything. So, you know, when it comes to cupping, it's not just throwing a cup on someone and calling it a day. You have to know where you're going with it. You have to know the pressure and then you have to clean it. I clean all my cups in accordance with CDC regulations, which means mm-hmm. it's like a three-step cleaning process involving chemicals that you can only buy if you have a medical license. Sure. So I wonder, I like I drive by massage places and I see outside cupping. I'm like, who, how are you cleaning your stuff? Right. right. And you would <laughs> hope that they are, you know, right. knowledgeable and have yeah. done their right. research and are taking the that extra steps that they should be doing. Yep, is there a, a place that people can look for qualified providers in their area or yeah. should they be looking for board certification? Yep. So the, I always tell people go to nccaom.org. Write that down. The National um, Acupuncture Board. It's a national commission for uh, acupuncture and oriental medicine. And they have a directory of all nationally board certified individuals. And I would say that's an excellent that's place awesome. to start. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. So you know that Annie and I do skin, obviously. Yes. That's like our yes. forte. What do you think out of your services the most complement what we do from a facial and injectable perspective? Yes, absolutely. That's a wonderful, wonderful question. So anyone anyone can benefit from essential acupuncture, right? So mm-hmm. whether or not I'm touching their face, they're always going to feel better and less stressed with some good old fashioned body acupuncture, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. always a good compliment to yep. what you lovely ladies yeah. do here. We need um, all the things. Yes. We need all the things, right? Um, as well as, um, you know, some face gua sha, some face cupping. I mean, I'm going mm-hmm. to add that to in. my repertoire. Yes. And it's I, our next team builder. Yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely, it's a compliment, right? It's like what you do complements what I do. I, I send a lot of people to you guys. For sure. You know, Thank because I'm like, you. you're reputable and you're wonderful. And if someone's like, I want this, you know, I want, I want my cheeks or I want this. I'm like, well, look, I, I can't give you those results, but I know someone who can't. So we all have different niches, which I think is really special and good. We can all help each other. We can all help each other. So Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm always happy to like send someone to the experts, right? For sure. (laughs) We feel you, girlfriend. I oftentimes (laughs) send people to plastic surgeons because I cannot do things too. So exactly. It takes, it takes a village people. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it does. <laughs> is there anything else that you wanted to mention that maybe would surprise people about acupuncture or cupping or anything that you just like want to advocate for in regards to what you do? Um, that it doesn't hurt. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. would be the biggest thing I would say. I, that's the that's the number one question I get is fear over pain. And 
I have to tell you, I have personally had painful acupuncture from a I've provider. I've had some twingy yeah. feels. Is that normal? I mean, I've definitely had like where it's like, ugh, but then you're fine. Yeah. So, you know, you there's nothing you can do about a needle poke, right? It's a poke, you yeah. know? And so, yeah. but I always tell people there's three things that you should expect once your needle's in. One is nothing. Mm-hmm. Once it's in. Once it's in. Two is you might feel pressure. It's like a gentle pressure in the area. Or three, some people say that they feel heaviness or movement through an area. But what you should not feel is a persistent poke. You shouldn't feel a persistent sting. You shouldn't feel anything that's like, ooh, this doesn't feel good. Yeah. Um, you know, most people fall asleep during their treatment. I was going to say, Love I it. definitely fell asleep. It was so relaxing. Yeah, so I relaxing. had no pain when you right. put the needle in. Once it was in, I felt literally nothing. And I, yeah. I I think I did fall asleep, actually. Yeah. Most people, I have a, I have a baby monitor in my room <laughs> so I can check, so I can hear people yeah. so that they never feel alone. And most time I turn the volume down because they're snoring so loud. I love it. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. So, so yeah, I think, I think don't be afraid of acupuncture because it can help you mm-hmm. and it doesn't hurt. And like, if you're afraid of acupuncture, but instead you're like taking a pharmaceutical that you could maybe have side effects from or something like that, try the acupuncture first and, and work with your provider because a good provider will make you comfortable Absolutely. in the situation. Absolutely. Do you want to do some yeah, rapid? Cool. Well, before we do that, yeah. this might be a long topic, so I don't know if we have enough time for this, yeah, yeah. but I do kind of want to touch on gut health a little bit yes. and how yes. that correlates to, I know that's kind of shifting gears, but she does specialize in a lot of, you know, wellness and gut health. Yes. So I just mm-hmm. want to kind of pick your brain yeah, on yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess just something I heard you tell me was that <laughs> oftentimes people are trying to eat super healthy mm-hmm. and then they get belly aches every day. It's like, well, what are you eating? And then maybe it's a big salad, yeah. maybe it's cold mm-hmm. vegetables. And you were talking about how sometimes those things, because they are difficult to process, totally. can actually cause a little bit of disruption in your digestive system. So mm-hmm. yeah, just anything that you want to kind of talk about with that. Yeah, that's a, that's a really funny yours. point. Yeah. So um, I do see a lot of people who come into me and say, I'm super bloated and my belly doesn't feel good at all. And I look and like, what are you eating? Now I wake up and I have a big smoothie and then I go to the gym and then I have some fruit and then I have a big salad for lunch and then I snack on like an apple and some baby carrots and then I have like fish and vegetables for dinner. And I'm like, okay, so is your belly ache every day at 3 p.m.? They're like, yeah, it is. How did you know that? <laughs> Psychic. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because... So to go with the Chinese thought on this is that your digestive system is like a, a kettle sitting on a fire. And that fire is your metabolic fire, your digestive fire. And if you just dump in a bunch of cold food and cold food, it's drowning your fire. And you can think of this when you cook in your kitchen, right? You put a pot on your stove and you turn on the flame and then you take all the stuff out of the fridge and you pour it in the pot, the pot cools down. And then that flame has to work hard to cool, you know, to, to get everything that's from cold to warm your body's the same way. So if you're constantly dumping in cold food, raw food, cold food, it's like putting out that that fire, it's overload. And then by that time you're hungry again. So then you eat something else and you're tired because your, your energy's trying to keep up just to give you some, a boost to digest. And then, you know, we get wake up and we do it all over again the next day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Should there be like a minimum of how much warm versus cold vegetables and fruits? So I would say aim for about 70% cooked food. I don't mean go out and deep fry everything. That's not what I am saying. (laughs) I'm saying lightly steamed food. So instead of a raw salad, maybe have some steamed vegetables and some quinoa instead, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's important to pay attention and eat with the seasons. You know, it's February right now. You shouldn't be eating cold, raw, 
Aries, things like that, right? Things like that. Yeah, Yeah. you know, in July, you know, add in some fruits because that's seasonal and that's cooling for you. That's so it's always it's always staying in you know in time with the season. Oh man, I learned something. I could literally ask you so many things. (laughs) So great, but really, the gut though. I think again, I feel like I is it just me or I feel like consumers and patients are becoming so much more aware, and maybe that's because of social media, Mm -hmm. just the blast off with that in the past five, six, seven years. But it just seems like people want to know more about health, want to be more proactive, want to be more solution oriented. And the gut really is the command center of the entire body, which I think we're all learning so much more about too. Mm -hmm. And that really can affect the skin, you know? Absolutely. If somebody comes in and has just been on antibiotics and they're wondering why they have this rash on their face and their doctors never told them to take probiotics, I'm just kind of like dumbfounded sometimes. (laughs) For sure, for sure. I came to acupuncture when I first did. I went because I had pain, but also I had a terrible, terrible cystic acne. And I mean, like awful. I had awful digestion. You know, dermatologist was like telling me the last thing they could do was give me Accutane. That's all they had left for me. Yeah. Um, you know, and then I I even had a GI doctor tell me that my digestion was so bad that the best thing for me to do was get a large colon resection because I just had slow digestion. Like, I don't know if I want to do that or not. See, this is the bri- <laughs> the gap, the bridge that we need to yes, guess. Right. It's just like this disconnect that yeah. I'm so grateful for people like you because I feel like you are the type of pioneer and modern day medicine woman, yes. so to speak, <laughs> advocate. Yeah, that like literally is bridging that gap, which is so important for our future. Super important. Yeah, yeah. You know, I went to an acupuncturist the very first time in 2006 and I had to drive 90 miles to see her. And I was like, I don't know, this feels like I'm from the moon here, right? I have yeah. no idea what this is. And I was like, my knee hurts. But she's asking me those questions. She's like, well, what about your digestion? And what about your sleep? And I'm like, girl, did you hear me? My knee hurts. Like, what, <laughs> yeah. what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, she was like, well, I know why you have bad skin. It's because you have crap digestion. You know, it's because this and that. And I'm like, really? So, you yeah, know, it was like the a light first bulb. person to put it together for me. Totally. That, like, yeah. you know, change your lifestyle, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, thanks for putting it together for yeah. us yeah. and everything. <laughs> totally. And, you know, I th- you being here gives me hope for our future, <laughs> for our healthcare system. <laughs> for sure. It's shifting. Yes. I, I yeah. hope I so. Think so. It um, is. Awesome. Well, do you want to do some, some rapid fire? Yes. I do. <gasps> we have some questions Ooh. for you. Yes. <laughs> I would love to know because you are a provider and so you see so many patients mm-hmm. and your energy is, you know, going to your patients. What do you like to do for self-care? I love to sew. I <laughs> love that. Yes. I I, cha- I learned how to sew last summer. And I've actually challenged myself that I have to make all my own clothes for a year. I can't buy anything. So sewing is my self-care. It's so you cool. are a yeah. gem. I have seen some of the clothes she's made, by the way. They're amazing. <laughs> Super cute things that you would actually wear. They're yeah. adorable. Oh my gosh. Jack of all best trades. Friends. Okay. Of course. Um, what podcast are you listening to right now? Do you listen to podcasts I generally? Love podcasts. Yeah. Yes. What's your favorite? Um, I listen to one called Love to Sew. <laughs> I love it. Oh my <laughs> God. You're so cute. Yes. Well, I mean, because I'm learning and it's great. And yeah. it's just like this great yeah. community. I also really like Planet Money. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I listen to that one a lot. It's cool. You know, it's like it's a little good, like 20 minute chunks mm-hmm. about things I didn't know about the economy. So, you know. I love that. Cool. Yeah. Staying informed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, what's in your purse. What are your favorite oh beauty products? My must favorite haves. must have sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen. I mean, I have like preach it, girl. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yes. I have like 400 bottles of sunscreen <laughs> everywhere. Um, lip gloss. I always, I, I feel like, you know, it would look, you always look prettier with lip gloss. Yeah. A little plumpy. Know, little plumpy lips there. Um, you know, that's about it. I'm a minimalist. Um, I lost my makeup bag about, I don't know, six months ago and I haven't found it yet. So 
Sure. And you would never fun. know because what she does <laughs> is really coming out on her face. She has, she <laughs> looks know. perfect. Glowing yeah. from the inside <laughs> out gorgeous. for sure. You know, but like natural stuff works. So like um, if I ever need like some blush, mm-hmm. I put some beet powder in with a little bit of coconut oil oh. and then you just put it like on your cheeks and on your lips and there you go. Natural blush. And there you have it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Simplified. <laughs> Simple. Yes. You can find these tips on the blog post. Yes. <laughs> I need that exact recipe. Yeah. Um, okay. What is there any like favorite Instagram accounts that you follow that you learn a lot from? Oh, both of yours. Oh, oh you're no, so for sweet. sure. Obviously. Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, I I feel like I subscribe to so many people and I'm always just drawn in by people who want to teach me yes. and give me information. Yes. I'm like, wow, I didn't know that. You know, there's there's a um there's one called Herbal Academy, and they're all about herbs and essential oils. And they're always giving you great recipes for making tinctures or making um, room diffuser sprays. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. Mm. Okay, cool. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much for for being here. I learned a lot. Me too. I'm like feeling super inspired right now. I'll be following you out of here so I can get some more acupuncture. (laughs) Yes. And where can our listeners find you at? What is your website? My website is constancebradley.com. Okay. And your Instagram page? My Instagram is at Dr. Constance Bradley. Okay, perfect. So make sure to give her a follow and um, we will recap all this on the blog. Awesome. We will post these adorable photos of the rollers and the gua sha tool. Yeah. And um, we will talk to y'all later. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Last dismissed. Thanks for tuning into that last episode. Make sure to stay connected with us. Go to wherever you download your favorite podcast to subscribe to Charm School and be the first to know when our newest episode is released. You can also connect with us on Instagram at Charm School Podcast. In addition, you can check out our personal Instagram accounts at Nurse Annabelle and at Esthetician Jenna. Also peep our blog at charmschoolpodcast.com. Hashtag welcome, welcome to, to Charm School. School.